I'd been meaning to put up our interviews and all these other special talks uh, about catch wrestling up on some sort of uh, podcast platform, and I'd actually been looking around, and um, now I think Anchor.fm is uh, probably one of the best bets for you. Uh, you the inter- user interface has actually gotten much better. Um, it's free. They also have all these different tools, that, which I think work much better than they used to, uh, to edit and everything, so you can uh, put up a nice podcast, which we'll get more into later, so hopefully everything gets smoother later on. Um, also, they distribute your podcast for you, so it shows up on Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, everything like that, and you can also get sponsorships. So uh, go ahead and check it out. All right, so we're live and we're going to try this again. And uh, so I'm using a different microphone. Let me see, can you can you guys, can you hear me a little bit better now? Hopefully you can. I'm going to try to speak up and we're using a different microphone. Um, let me see, I wish that um, um, you guys could, or actually I wish the studio, the studio function was a little bit more uh, available. I was trying to make it so uh, I can have more control over it, and I'm trying to use YouTube Studio and all that, and it doesn't seem to necessarily be working. So we're going to be using the camera's microphone, and I'm trying to I'm going to try to speak up uh, louder so you guys can hear me better uh, through the camera's microphone. So hopefully you guys can hear me. Hopefully it's okay. Let me know right now if you can't hear me because I don't have the headphones. Well, one in the last live stream. I had the headphones on and it sounded great, but you guys weren't hearing anything, right? Uh, let me know if you can hear anything right now. Uh, please just comment. I know I know some of you guys are watching right now, so let me know if you can hear me. Let me know if you can hear me. Uh, otherwise, we'll go ahead and start the match uh, again here. Let's go ahead and scoot forward. So uh, Gary Tonin, uh, the Lion Killer. So we'll skip the whole walkout stuff. Uh, um against Matsushima. Let's go and skip his workout. So they're putting on all the Vaseline, all that stuff. Okay, let's go and skip to here. So tell the tapes of karate versus grappling, Japan versus USA. Um, there's a lot to learn, especially in this first this first round here. Um, so what we got going on here, karate guy, he uh, is ranked number three in that weight division for one championship. Uh, this, this is taking place in uh, Singapore. Uh, so the lion killer, and this is really significant here, right? Uh, because that means that he's there. He's known for his, uh, his I think I like Mata Leo or Mata Leonis, where um, it's like rear naked choke, right? So uh, a lot of people predict that if Gary is able to get someone onto their, or was able to get someone's back, then he'll choke him out, right? So that's that's kind of the thing that's going on. Um, we um, let's go and skip to uh, let's go and skip to the match. So uh, Kayomi Matsushima, karate guy, twelve and four record, uh, not bad. Let's go ahead and. Uh, Get to the match. It's round one. All right. Okay. So what do we have here? Uh, we have some sloppy kicks and stuff. But I, th- I think ultimately uh, Tonin is uh, has like the upper hand with the mental game, right? Um, so yeah, you see he's able to just like kind of run in, um, and he's he gets that arm and guillotine position. He's gonna see if he can't like maintain it and keep it. Right, but the thing is, like, look what look what Matsushima is doing. He's just working on that wrist control. Right, so that ultimately is uh, making making that uncomfortable to maintain. So he gets out of it, right? And then he throws a punch, which is good on the way out. Really good. I wouldn't say excellent, but he's able to. Um, this okay. This part. It's okay, but then look, you see how they're kind of right on top of each other, right? That allows Hanan to try to set up a sweep, and or even now he was trying, well, 
He was trying a, another type of sweep, but now he's just back up uh, into this position, which uh, that ultimately allows Tanen to get a little bit more closer to taking the back, right? So Matsushima, what he should have done there was get a little bit more across the body, so more like a side control position. That prevents a lot of the rolling from happening. Um, but anyway, he doesn't, he doesn't do that. So he's, he, he finds himself in this position that you see here, right? So you have Tonin basically taking the bag. Looks like he's working for the body lock, uh, which he's kind of nearing. Looks like he's getting close to it. And yeah, there it is, All right? Uh, but what is Matsushima doing that is, is actually keeping him from getting submitted? Look at that. It's this. Wrist control. And, you know, he has two hands on it. Well, he had two hands on it for a second, right? But he's basically preventing it from going under his chin. Um, it isn't, I mean, it's kind of like the last ditch ever. It's like one of the fundamental things that you really need to be doing, right? So, uh, so you can see then a guy who's like probably not even ranked in Nogi in the world is defending himself against one of the top grapplers in the world, right? So... Um, this shows where you can have like a little bit of defensive knowledge and then it goes a long way, right? So look, so right now uh, the position isn't under the chin, right? Still more over the chin. So it's probably just a little bit more uncomfortable for Matsushima. Um, th this is actually probably the most uncomfortable part, right? The body lock. Because uh, that, that, yeah, that's pretty restrictive. Um, but the thing is that it also, because of the ankle position here, this, is a, this can be a little bit uncomfortable for Tan in there, but now you see the, the choke is going under the chin, but he's still able to get out, right? So this, basically I want, what, I want to, um, what I want to remind you, right, is that, that that wrist control is very, very important, right? And let's see, uh, Chef is talking about the gloves. Yes, that's also another thing. Uh, that you want to take into consideration. So the gloves, they're thin, but they're still thick enough to kind of make it a little bit more difficult to finish, uh, to, to snake your hand into the position. But that is less of a concern uh, because um, because he, he actually ends up, um, he's still able to get these positions, right? You're still able, and, and rear naked chokes still happen in MMA. Right, so one of the points that I want to try to reiterate here is that the, and one of the things that makes catch wrestling special is that because in professional catch wrestling, they didn't do rear naked chokes or guillotines and stuff, then they have a more wide variety of techniques that you can do from the back. I'm not saying, I know that you're in, there's gonna be some kind of jujitsu person saying like, well, we have other techniques from the back. Yes, you do, but look, this is, this is the one you guys are always defaulting to, right? So um, right here, Tonin's claiming the guy's pulling the thumb. Um, but so then the, the ref uh, slaps it off or whatever, and but still still unable to finish it, right? And so you see how Mashima's keeping just the one arm. So you still have the arm that's underneath the neck, right? It's underneath the chin there, right? And he's still unable to finish the double wrist, or no, sorry, unable to finish the rear naked choke because of that wrist control, right? So he kept the one arm away. You can't get that figure four position. It's really uh, there's there's more things you can do to defend yourself, right? But uh, you know, like it, it does appear that this guy isn't necessarily the highest level grappler. Uh, again, you know, they didn't even put. They didn't even put that down on his uh, tail of the tape thing, and they put a, they put karate down as, as his background. So with just with some basic wrist control things, he's able to defend himself from getting choked by a high-level grappler. So that being said, how you mentioned the glove stuff, um, then if the gloves are so problematic, then running a choke wouldn't be happening as much in MMA. But also, then that means if the gloves are problematic, then jujitsu would have to shift to doing or learning other techniques, right, from the back, right. So the thing I want you guys to know is that if someone takes your back, 
it's not the end all be all, right? So wrestling in particular, even without submissions, they have a lot of um, techniques that are good for when someone's on your back. Um, right? <laughs> Go ahead and keep watching. Um, see, this is, uh, you see, and this is, this is the other thing too, like this, like Matsushima, I think he could have won. I think he was giving a little too much respect to Tanan. Um, and that, that was his problem because, because he could have been punching more or he could have been striking more. And he ended up just kind of like evading, kind of sliding out of different things, um, which ultimately I think, you know, get, gives Tanan the advantage, right? And so let's, uh, let's go ahead and kind of scoop forward a little bit. Yeah, there's some, see, so, so because because of that respect, like, look, Tonin is able to just come in and try all kinds of different takedowns, and they work, right? Uh, which we shouldn't necessarily be happening. So it's like you see, like, uh, in one championship, you had that other fight was, like, with Sage Northcutt uh, versus Cosmo, and, like, Cosmo didn't really give him that extra respect. <laughs> so then um, uh, that that, like, ultimately resulted in, uh, Cosmo just breaking Sage's face, right? Um, yeah, so Big James, you're, you commented, yeah, mustache psyched him out. Yes. So <laughs> I think also the press and stuff. So even the commentators, if you watch this fight, uh, I'm sure that the press was really psyching him out um, with regards to saying, like, you know, oh, if it goes onto the ground, it's done. Right. So I'm sure Matsushima was working on defense. Right. And this right here. So again, uh, this you hear, you see a lot in jiu-jitsu where they talk about like, oh, if someone gets the, the leg in front of the arm, then, oh, you're, you're really, you're golden here, right? Uh, you've taken one arm out of the equation and, you know, the, the choke is, is your the choke is as good as secured, right? But even against this low-level grappler, that's not the case, right? Uh, the ref, I think, kind of didn't want him to kind of get the fingers into the toes. Then um, there's also really excellent wrestling technique it's it's in catch wrestling but also in in folk style and stuff that um he could be doing but it also sh that that shows me that he's not necessarily a, a wrestler either um we won't go we won't talk about it right now we can kind of show it in a, a different video but there's a lot that that matsushima could be doing when he's ha having this leg here but he's not so it shows not necessarily a wrestler not necessarily a jiu-jitsu person either that would be my assessment. Um, but the thing is, even with the basic defense that he does know, right, he's able to hold off one of the best in the world, right? And the best in the world then should probably try to be doing other types of submission, right? I mean, what do you guys think, right? <laughs> because basically what I see, I see all kinds of weird comments online uh, really defending, not necessarily Tonin in particular, but jiu-jitsu in particular, where... I think a lot of people are thinking it's the end-all, be-all, but there's more to life than just uh, getting a rear naked choke. I think that's ultimately my my main point here. All right. Um, this is actually pretty interesting here. Um, you see, so I believe this is the part where Matsushima does something really good. <laughs> but we'll, we'll find out. Let's see. Well, either way, he's still, he's still uh, trying to use the cage here to kind of pop up. Um, I think he could probably be a little more Khabib-like. Yeah, pull the guy's leg. Yeah, uh, but Gary's kind of adjusting to it. And he's kind of going over to the back. Let's go ahead and kind of skip forward a little bit. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to one championship. Usually they're, they're really nice about uh, using their footage. Uh, oh, look. So, so Matsushima is able to get on top. Uh, is able to kind of have a half guard here, kind of through a knee. I think it landed. Um, but I don't know why he's trying to do this kind of wizard throw on the, on his, on the ground. It's not going to work. Um, uh, yeah, I want to give that shout out to one championship. They're usually pretty kind about people using their footage. Um, uh, because it's, it's, it's better. I mean, like it, not only is it instructional, but it helps people know that there's actually uh, more to life than UFC as well, right? There's actually a pretty good segment here in the replay. Yeah, the, you can see the knee lands. Um, but the thing is, I think 
all the stuff kind of shows either he's not necessarily that he's not he's neither a grappler or a, like he's neither a jiu-jitsu person or a wrestler right um but yeah i guess that's why they they, they describe him as a karate guy um because he wasn't able to keep pressure on top he still was able to land a knee and but the thing is yeah i think he's given a little too much respect to tonin he's the one that should have been throwing you see how tonin landed a couple punches right there at the beginning he Matsushima should have been the one doing that, right? But he's just kind of like he's just kind of like waiting around, kind of lingering. Um, yeah, and he threw a punch and it got caught. I mean, sorry, threw a kick, got caught. There's another thing I want you to see since Tonin is really famous for doing leg locks. Um, Matsushima, well, he throws one punch, but he's kind of using kind of a stacking situation, right? And then once he once he stands back up, he kind of uses that momentum to pull his leg out, right? So in a way, I think maybe kind of got Tana thinking about something different, and um, that kind of loosened the the figure four of the leg enough to uh, get the guy uh, at least get the guy some space so that he can step his leg out, right? He can yank his leg out. Um, I think yeah, this is the third round, so they kind of like. They look a little energetic, but I think ultimately, like, Matsushima's looking a little tired or hesitant or whatever. So, yeah, that was actually a pretty strong kick, but out of range. Um, let's go ahead and fast forward a little bit here, because I don't think anything of note really happens. This, is ultimate, this ultimately became Matsushima's fight to lose, because if it stays standing, then that should have been his... Like his uh, strength, right? It should have been his time to really lay some some punches. If since Matsushima got his lay his kick caught, like that that one landed, but he, just, he got his kick caught earlier. Maybe he could have just kept it boxing, right? All right. Um, but he's just throwing the kind of one one off punches here and there. Um, not quite. Uh, not quite a, like, he, he's not really going for it. That, that's, I think that's the main problem that's going on there. Um, because it's the third round, you have a minute left, and Tonin was on you, or was on your back for, well, at least, what, three minutes or so in in this entire match. All right? He's, he, didn't, he didn't hit him back enough to win it. Right, and so like right now, it's like less than a minute. Now he's kind of throwing some punches, right? So I think this is a combination of too much respect. Maybe he's a little bit more fatigued now. Um, yeah, maybe he, maybe he wants to try to throw some big knockout punch. Like looks like he's maybe thinking about it, trying to get his range. Yeah, yeah, and, and he was out of range, and he threw it like uh, I don't know. I think ultimately Matsushima really lost this match for himself. Um, yeah, he, he totally lost his match on his own <laughs> because because of that the basic defense he had against Tonin's uh, uh, choke attempts. Uh, it I don't, I don't want to say it was like spectacular or anything like that. It wasn't right. It was it was great. It, it was good enough to keep the the choke from happening. But yeah, he's, this Matsushima's definitely got to learn more. Right? I would say take that. Take that defense and then maybe add some. Oh, I would per, personally, me, I would say add some catch wrestling to it, right? Um, you can kind of see here. It's good, good to where they announce the winner, and of course, Tonin wins. So yeah, Tonin wins that one. Um, yeah, he deserved to win that, but I think the main point here is that. I want to show you guys that um, it's even with some basic wrist control, you can you can block a lot of these people's techniques, regardless of whether they're trying to choke you or even going for the double wrist lock, the Kimura, right, that you guys call it. Um, that is very like it's imperative that you guys know these things. There's some more details that he didn't do that I think can make the defense even better, but. Um, um, I think it shows just with what little 
he knew he was able to, to get out of multiple choke attempts, um, also, um, and also a couple leg lock attempts. I think there was two leg lock attempts or leg lock set of entanglements, right? That you guys are calling nowadays. Um, so uh, he was able to get out of all of it, right? And then he just didn't capitalize when in like when they're in the position for where he where his strength could shine, where he um, you know he's obviously the better striker, but I think he respected Tonin too much, and so then Tonin was was throwing a lot of these one off. Uh, kind of like far range punches and they were landing, which they shouldn't have been uh, against a higher level kickboxer, right? So uh, th those are my two sons. Let's go ahead and get into your guys' questions here. Uh, Big James. Uh, yeah, the mustache psyched them out. Uh, Gokur showed a shoulder lock from the back. Uh, yeah, yeah th there's so many things that, um, that are there in catch wrestling. Um, because, and, and what people need to understand, because like right now you see there's like some people who, who claim to be catch wrestlers that are all about choking. And it's like, you guys, the reason why catch wrestling has all these uh, great neck cranks and different kinds of shoulder locks and stuff is because of uh, in professional catch wrestling, there wasn't the rear naked choke that was barred, right? The, and it was only basically three chokes ultimately, right? Rear naked choke, guillotine, and kind of like the bulldog choke, right? those three things other things were fine right so that's why catch wrestling has such a wide variety of techniques if you get someone onto their back right or i'm sorry if you if you get someone onto the back you pin them right but if you're on their back you have a lot of different types of submissions a lot of ways to roll the person over that um you don't see emphasized in jujitsu but what say in my opinion right, and you know based off of comments right because i've been i've been doing plenty of jujitsu for many years based off people's comments. It's like they, and you, you've probably even seen comments for this match where it's like, Oh, if you get your back, you know, you're done. And that, that was his Gary Tonin's nickname is the lion killer because of the rear naked choke, because that's what they call it in Portuguese, right? The Mata Leao, right? So uh, he wasn't able to do it against a lower level grappler. Um, so, that's my point. If if you get used to doing something like that, um, it's it's they it, it it you can it's better to get a variety of things, right? So or, or even nowadays, since I think I've always said where it's like uh, the rear naked choke is legal in jujitsu from white belt level. So from day one, it's legal. So I think a lot of people um, are good at defending it. So I, I personally don't rely on it. Um, even when I'm in uh, jujitsu in a jujitsu studio, rolling with people, uh, I rarely, I yeah, I rarely even go for it. I mean, I'll choke someone out when it's just like there, when they're like when it's just a, uh, uh, I don't know, like when it's so obvious, then they're not. Maybe I've got them to think about something else, and then their neck is wide open. Um, but it's not really what I'm going for, and. Um, yeah, I wish people would know that or like kind of realize that there's more to grappling than than that. Uh, because based off comments, man, it's like you'd see weird. Uh, you see too many people believing in that that false god of the rear naked choke. Or we saw one of the best at rear naked chokes not able to get his technique on a low level grappler. And you know, you saw in the match like the guy is not not a. High-level grappler, he's not even a high-level wrestler. No offense, Matsushima, I don't, I don't know what he's doing in in his training, um, but he's not he's not performing like he doesn't look like a wrestler to me, right? So that's my opinion. So that's why I'm saying I don't think he's a high-level grappler or wrestler or whatever. Uh, but I think they worked a lot on the on the choke defense and some of the leg lock defense before this fight, and he was able to at least make it out, not getting submitted. It was totally his fight to lose, and he lost it. So he kind of just gave it up. So that that's sad. I feel sad for him. <laughs> um, but we'll see. I mean, now I think uh, after this match, uh, there one championship probably has to give uh, Gary Tonin a higher level guy. This is this guy. I think was ranked number three in that division. So uh, the higher level guys are definitely better at striking. So let's see if they're able to land uh, some. 
punches and kicks to Gary's face uh, in the next one. All right, so let's go ahead and get back to your questions here. Uh, from, from Hike, they want in the US market. Yeah, yeah, they've been here. I, I went to their press conference uh, when they were here in the United States and they were talking about it. I think uh, COVID really uh, blocked blocked the that from occurring. I think they wanted to try to do something, maybe small in LA or Vegas or something. Um, but either way, it's like they're still bigger view-wise than UFC. So um, I don't know. I don't, I'm I'm not sure what's going on in their in their headquarters. So yeah, who knows what they're thinking? But yeah, they definitely want to expand, and they do have really high-level strikers in in their in their different divisions. So uh, th their fights are pretty good. Their their fight cards are pretty good. Um, let's get some more of your questions. So, yeah, invisible hot dog. I'm sure there were six. I'm sh I'm sure there were six more guys like Shamrock that could have been in the first UFC tournament and made Royce's night a living hell if he if he even beat the first one. Um, you you are more right than you realize, right? So the first UFC was a marketing. Um, like a marketing ploy or whatever marketing scheme for jujitsu, and um, I think I've I've said it on other um, another another uh, live stream here where uh, one of my friends who you can also get his book uh, John Peretti he uh, he was around at that time he also had a rival uh, MMA organization John Peretti also coined the term MMA. Uh, he, he describes that night as uh, you, you take a boy in his pajamas and you put him up against a lot of people who can't even tie their own shoes. Of course, he's going to win. So, um, um, yeah, he, um, yeah, a lot of them, there was a lot of people in Japan who were fighting uh, who could have been uh, at a higher level. And then you saw again later when, when Hoyce ultimately went to Japan, he got beat or he had to throw in the towel against Sakuraba, right? That, I think that's still the longest MMA uh, match in history, right? Um, so, um, yeah, yeah, base, yeah, Invisible Hot Dogs talking about, yeah, there are a lot of other people around that time that were training, and, um, and it's not like a lot of these submission holds were, like, completely foreign or anything like that. Um, you know, like there's nothing new under the sun. We have even a lot of wrestling uh, techniques on the walls of ancient Egyptian tombs and stuff. So um, it's not new, right? It's just you have these different styles. So what, what, what that means with styles, it means it's like there's different ways of doing things. So like speaking is not new, but we have several different languages on the earth. So there's different styles of making, communicating with sound, right? But even animals, but they have their own, like dolphins or whatever, they have their own talking and whatever, their own, their own ways of communication. So yeah, that that's that's um, that goes to say it's like yeah, grappling. Uh, these these techniques are not necessarily brand new. You're not inventing anything, uh, but there's just different uh, ways of uh, attacking, right? Different ways of fighting, and sometimes you know the rules can change, uh, can change the the way people attack, right? So you see how like. Folk style came, folk style and freestyle came from catch wrestling, but because of rule rules changes over the decades, uh, they have such a, uh, they went from no time limit to a very, very short match. Um, they went from, you know, the ability to, if they, if they adopted it, they could have had submission holds from the beginning, but they barred them instantly. Um, so then you get people uh, who come from a wrestling background and they don't know how to um, they don't know how to do all these submission holds, and they get they then you see them unfortunately like even in recent with this past couple years where uh, you have some really well known collegiate wrestlers just get destroyed by you know people like uh, Gordon Ryan and stuff like that. They get what, they, what Gordon Ryan what did a triangle choke, uh, and then also he uh, he submitted Pat Downey with that power half, right? So. 
anyway, so that's uh, ultimately that's unfortunate because you, I wish that people, especially a lot of the amateur wrestlers kind of like respected their history a little bit more so that they would train in catch wrestling. That'd be great. Then they could compete a little bit better, actually a lot better in um, these grappling matches. And um, you wouldn't, you, they wouldn't be getting beat by, uh, say, even like what, Nikki Rod, or not Nikki, uh, is that a name? Nikki Rod, Nick Rodriguez, right? So who was not necessarily like the highest level in, he wasn't division one, but because of his wrestling. Um, and then he, he started learning with one of the best schools, right? Gary Tonnen's coach. Um, then he did so well in ADCC, right? And he's only what considered a blue belt. So that's um, that's unfortunate that so like the amateur wrestling, as great as it can be, and as as great an athlete that it produces, it's still like kind of a so limiting that um, you know they're they're not producing uh, as well-rounded of a athlete or as a combat sports athlete than they as they could, right? Um, it, it's still, we're not, I don't think we're necessarily going to see that change so much because I mean, a lot of wrestlers do very well in MMA. So then you get a lot of wrestlers thinking where it's all I need to know boxing and wrestling, and then I can win. Uh, it's true. Actually, that's, that's, that's very true. Uh, but I would, I would always, or I always strive to try to know more than just what is enough to win an MMA match. Right. So let's try to, I like to try to dig in a little bit deeper there um, so that uh, you can you, you can know more things to that you can do right so say like in this match with Matsushima and Tanan um, uh, you, you know you had Tanan on uh, on Matsushima's back and um, if he knew more things to do he could have reversed reversed uh, Tanan and been on top more than he actually did. He was still he was actually still able to do that a couple times, but he didn't capitalize on it as well as he could have. He couldn't. He didn't get on. He didn't reverse uh, Tonin. Uh, there are a couple times, like I, I mentioned, right when he had the leg, you totally throw that over your head, and you can either uh, reverse it to where he's in uh, where Masashima would have gone into Tonin's guard, or he could have thrown the leg off completely, and then maybe. Uh, slipped out the back and got got the back of Tonin himself, right? So, uh, all right, let's get back to your questions here. Uh, Tony, yep, they need to bring freestyle judo to the mainstream. All right, so what's freestyle judo? <laughs> Did someone else make a comment earlier about freestyle judo? Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, an earlier comment from Tony is like, if you if you take judo... Yeah, so in the case of judo, right, they, they banned leg leg grabs and stuff. Um, what I heard, too, from one of my students who's a judo black belt is that they banned the leg grab in judo because you have some wrestlers just double-legging everybody. So then they wanted to try to ban that because then you can get back to all the, the gi stuff, the beautiful judo stuff, right? Um, all right, let's get – so, um, yeah, it's an, it's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> all right as so what other question there's a video on the west african wrestling except they allow strikes yeah i've been seeing more and more of that i gotta take time to um to look at it more i don't know how extensive the strikes are uh big james uh anton gizink beat all the japanese and ras with wrestling moves and they got mad. Oh, okay. So that was probably the, the person who was beating all the judo guys. Right. So yeah, that, that, that's the thing. Um, I, and, and uh, I think I, I got some comments on one of the, the memes we posted yesterday about um, how we see comments too, where it's like a lot of people who come from a jujitsu background or who are trying to cater to uh, the mainstream jujitsu uh, community, uh, they they try to make the pins longer, or or they're allowing chokes or different things, 
just to cater to more of a mainstream audience. Um, but that that kind of shows where it's like, uh, can you can you can you win with your level of catch wrestling? I mean, um, catch wrestling can win, you know, if, if you're actually good at it. And we're seeing. So you saw here with like with Matsushima's uh, low level wrestling, he was still able to uh, get on top like once or twice, um, and also was able to defend. Uh, against chokes, right? I think that's one of the things people are trying to claim where it's like, because in catch wrestling competition, um, they barred a few, like basically like three chokes um, so that a catch wrestler doesn't know the chokes, right? But it, it's just not true. You saw how, like there, there are a lot of defense against chokes. And then also in the old catch wrestling textbooks, there are, they do show chokes, but then again, on the same plate, um, they talk about like, oh, this is this is just for your information. Um, this is this is this would be barred in uh, competition. Uh, also, even in um, uh, Farmer Burn, I'll probably I'll probably bring that up because uh, in one in because um, in in two of his things, so you, he has the book that I'm that I, I show you guys a lot. But then even in his correspondence course, he does talk about jujitsu in particular. And I believe he also talks about um, chokes. So maybe in another live stream, I'll, I'll bring that up because ultimately um, he he even talks about like, yeah, you can use chokes in self-defense, um, but a lot of times you don't even need that because it's all about controlling the other person. And you can, you know, with your wrestling, you can do that in a far more superior way. And then that also um, is reiterated by Billy Wicks. So like, my grand coach, right, through um, my good friend, John Strickland uh, on the East Coast. Um, so Billy was, Billy Wicks, just so you guys know, Billy Wicks, it's not, I'm not talking about Billy Robinson. Um, I'm talking about Billy Wicks. So he spent time as a law enforcement officer. And um, even though he had a gun, he never pulled it. And uh, he always was really great about controlling someone. And uh, one of the stories that John Strickland mentioned is that Billy stated that like if uh, if people are having a hard time getting handcuffs on somebody, uh, they, they really don't have good understanding about the body mechanics, right? They don't know wrestling so well, right? So that um, that shows that even in a in the streets, right? Law enforcement officer trying to arrest somebody, uh, he was still able to use his ability and that he wasn't he wasn't double wrist locking people he wasn't hurting people but he was able to control someone well enough that he could arrest them safely and uh you know without without harming them right so that is very very important that shows great understanding of wrestling Yeah, uh, pro wrestling is still catch wrestling in French, which is unfortunate. But that that actually comes from the whole like the in the Romance languages what they called uh, catch wrestling, which is uh, where like lucha libre, right? Or I think it's I, I don't know how to say it and pronounce it in French. It's like a lucha libre or something like that. So uh, and that's where we get the name nowadays of freestyle wrestling because that that kind of means like, you know, free, like libre means, you know, free, and then lucha is like a kind of free fight or free wrestling. So um, that did, that still sticks in France. And so that's why they're still calling catch wrestling pro wrestling, which unfortunately, they're not the same thing. But that's because the, the lines unfortunately got really blurred between um, pro wrestling and catch wrestling but that that happened so early on that i i can see why that happened and it, it's unfortunate and um and that's why catch wrestling almost went extinct right because a lot of people were doing the pro stuff or doing the olympic stuff and then they they almost completely forgot about the og catch wrestling right the original the original version <laughs> invisible hot dog yeah, banana split <laughs> suspect <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 that, yeah. <laughs> that'd be pretty amazing. 
right? I mean, that, that, that's actually pretty funny. <clears throat> and we should make a video of that, right? Like uh, do a whole skit where it's like on, on the street, catch wrestling detectives or catch wrestling uh, beat cops. All right, that'll be the the next uh, <laughs> the next uh, thing on uh, well, TNT that, that that TV station that has all the cop shows. <laughs> all right, you guys have any more questions? You're pretty active today, so um, yeah. Um, any other things that you guys uh, want to talk about? Go ahead and ask right now. I'll still be on for a few more minutes if you guys um, keep keep asking. Um, so yeah, hopefully you guys um, kind of got my message about the whole thing where it's like you got to um, you got to know more than just relying on a rear naked choke or just chokes in general. So what uh, Matsushima in this fight, he also got out of uh, the guillotine attempt, the arm and guillotine attempt with wrist control. He also postured up. So it just made it uncomfortable to maintain that hold. Um and then also got out of leg lock attempt, the leg entanglement, which, you know, Tonin is really strong in all these positions. So that, that, that's one of the comments that someone made earlier about the gloves uh, in that leg, leg entanglement. Uh, there No gloves were needed, right? It was the legs kind of trapped and Matsushima was still able to get out, right? So that kind of negates some of the, the gloves, the glove stuff, right? Uh, Big James... Raul, where do you coach now? Uh, I'm at Fight Science MMA right now. Again, because you know we're we're all shut down here in LA, uh, we don't have any classes going. So uh, just just hold tight. We also have the online class, right? I don't know if uh, Big James. I don't know if you're in LA, but um, when we open up again, then you know please come down. Um, please come train. Um, so yeah, we're pretty much right in the middle of the city in LA. Like I think it's called mid city anyway. So, so it's right by, um, uh, La Brea, La Brea and Washington. It's right near there. Bless the, so Tony is asking the best place you'd like to train if you were in Oregon. Sorry. I don't know much about Oregon. <laughs> I've, I've only, uh, actually I've never even been to Oregon. I don't know. I've been to Vancouver, like way far north of you. Oh, so Invisible Hot Dog. I'm interested in the BJJ versus Greco question too. I didn't see it. What's that question? Um, well, Greco again is kind of, you, you can, so someone mentioned earlier about the judo and not grabbing the legs. It's basically like no gi, I wouldn't want to say nogi judo, but it's like, yeah, you can't grab legs in Greco. And so you got to do all upper body grabs, right? And then that's why uh, a lot of times when you see highlights in, of uh, amateur wrestling, you see these big suplexes and stuff like that, it's most likely Greco. So even um, you'll see their stance be a little bit different because they don't have to worry about the legs. So they're they're going to be more upright. And they're going to keep their hands really tight in and they're going to walk at each other kind of really like with their back stiff and going forward right right so um uh yeah i mean with regards to like if a bjj person were to fight a greco person um i'd say if it was like a no gi match it probably give the advantage to the jiu-jitsu person right because uh they because they can grab anywhere really so that's that should be an advantage um, if you if you just think the Greco person has no knowledge of submission holds, they're just thinking about the suplex and the pin. Uh, then I I believe if you take away the pin and all that, and you only then they're only left with these big throws, these upper body throws, upper body takedowns. Then uh, Jujutsu person should be able to um, to win, right? To get a submission eventually, right? If you take away that pin, yeah, they might even get thrown or suplexed, but um, doesn't matter, right? If if the pin is not there, then they can get tossed and set up some kind of counter, right? So, um, yeah, that's that's my opinion on that. Okay, so yeah, keep on asking your questions. Um, 
Yeah, so um, I think we'll, we'll go. If you guys liked some of the, like going over some of the match breakdowns where you actually watch it together, we can totally do that. Um, I know that um, uh, one championship is a little bit cooler. Actually, it's a lot cooler than UFC with regards to using their their footage. So I will probably do that. We'll probably do that more with their stuff because they actually have in their women's division. They actually have some pretty high level grapplers. Uh, they have some black belt, the like judo black belts. They also have um, a woman who fought actually the other night. I got to check out that match. Um, have a high level wrestler from India who's been fighting. So we'll probably do some breakdowns of those, or we can, we can watch them together. Um, but yeah, also in the comments, just let me know more things. If there's more things you guys have questions about, or more things you'd like to see, um, we can totally talk about it. Uh, do something for you guys. I appreciate you guys watching. Um, yeah, so maybe we'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and let me let me check if you have any more questions. What would be the best analog to from invisible hot dogs? What would be the best analog to train for someone who doesn't have catch around? Um, if you're in the United States, um, I would say maybe folk style wrestling. If you're like in India or something, uh, kushti wrestling is probably even closer to catch wrestling than folk style, um, old catch wrestling, right? Then, I mean, like as a, because right, right now, older, like decades old, uh, folk style was much more closer to catch wrestling uh, than it is today, right? So, but kushti never really i don't think it's changed really so um that kushti is um closer now to catch wrestling uh than modern uh folk style but uh yeah if you're in the united states and you don't have catch wrestling around then i would say go ahead and maybe try try to find a good uh, uh, folk style place and then we wouldn't want to say then you just add some of the the submissions or whatever, but maybe start start playing around with some of the figure four holds, like trying to get that double wrist lock while you roll, or or see if your your partner will be willing to allow you to roll, but don't don't go to guard, right? Or don't go to even butterfly guard. Well, don't stay there, right? Um, try to transition out. You can you know you can roll through. You can get you can get set up a. If they, if they throw you back downwards and you're you're on your back face up, you know, see if you can't uh, bridge and turn out or grab a double wrist lock, try to throw them over you, right? All right, invisible hot dog. Uh, you're not in the States. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, then I don't got anything for you. So just go to India, <laughs> do Kushti or, um, or come to the United States and do folk style once the travel ban is lifted uh invisible hot dog let me know what country you're in um i, I kind of hesitate to say freestyle because um freestyle once you get thrown down then you pancake out you can do that whole parterre stuff which um uh, is not realistic and and like it, it'll get you smashed in a jujitsu match it'll get you smashed in mma it's just not not good it's getting people smashed when i was doing uh, competitions in um, in uh, China um, because they have kind of like their one of the areas that I was doing uh, wrestling in their traditional wrestling is a little bit more like freestyle but uh, it's in the dirt right so then you don't want to be going you don't want to be pancaking out in the dirt um, so you're in Canada um, if you are in Alberta, uh, go to um, Eckville. There is a there is Crank Gym, Crank Gym in Eckville. Uh, they they um, they do it. They, they, I think right now they're focused a little bit more. I think ultimately uh, freestyle is the thing, but they the coach there, Adam Laporte, he. Uh, trained a bit in Wigan with Roy Wood, um, and so his his wrestling fundamentals are good, um, and um, he know he actually won some grappling tournaments in Canada. I think they were like national level things, 
Um, so yeah, Eckville, Alberta, Canada, Crank Gym. So if you can go over there. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or yeah. Or yeah. Like you're saying, uh, you can shoot a double on a bear. Yeah, that, that's true too. You guys got, <laughs> you guys got a lot of wilderness. See if you can find a Bigfoot and then uh, grapple it. All right. Um, yeah, the the one that I can recommend the, the most would be Crank Gym in Can in Alberta, Eckville. Um, yeah. Okay. Anybody else have questions? Okay, so in the meantime, so like, so like what, what we're having here is like, um, so yeah, unfortunately, catch wrestling isn't like on every street corner, like jujitsu is a lot of a lot of the times. Um, so we also have the our online catch wrestling alliance academy. So CWA Academy, you can go uh, learn online if you can have a friend do it. We have someone also that's in a kind of a remote area in Alaska doing it. Um, but also, you know, it's available all around the world. Um, and we have um, uh, different levels. So if you go and join, you have to uh, demonstrate proficiency in the fundamentals classes before you get access to more advanced lessons. So um, it, it kind of, you, you advance along with it, right? And so it should be a little bit more difficult than, uh, like I've seen how people, they'll just, you just pay them and all of a sudden you're some sort of certified class or certified instructor. It's not that way with us. Uh, we want real quality. Uh, as you've seen in a lot of our matches, we actually have some uh, real um, legit people competing. And so uh, it's catch wrestling should be respected instead of just, you know, getting certified in one weekend or something. That's, that's, that's garbage guys. Um, okay. So, um, Thank you guys for watching. I think we'll go ahead and end it here. But yeah, if you have any more comments or questions, go ahead and uh, add them in the in the comment box below. Um, okay. All right. So see you next time. And yeah, let me know if there's anything else you want to talk about. Uh, we'll be happy to talk. Okay. Thanks for watching.